I'm Matt Quinn. Thanks for joining us for Decision Point from Ivy Publishing at the Ivy Business School. The Lego Group is well known for capturing the imaginations of multiple generations. It's hard to imagine that in 2004, the company found itself near bankruptcy and facing a general loss of confidence in its core product, the Lego brick. With almost twice the number of suppliers to what Boeing used for its planes, the company quickly adopted an outsourcing strategy to reduce complexity and cut costs. However, only three years later, production was brought back in-house with some major lessons learned. The Lego Group, An Outsourcing Journey, written by Marcus M. Larson, Torben Peterson, and Dmitry Slepnyov, follows Lego's miraculous rebound from its failure and challenges students to chart a future path. Today, we speak with Torben Peterson about the years-long experience working with Lego and writing the case. Professor Peterson is a professor at Bocconi University with extensive published research on the interface between strategy and international management. Enjoy! Thank you again for uh, joining us this morning. Let's dive right into the meat of the case. The case has three main sections and follows Lego through a turbulent time in history. Could you describe from your perspective What's at stake in the case? So the case, of course, we follow the company here, Lego, over a period of, you can say, more than five years. And, and of course, it's, it's different phases in the sense that in the beginning, you can say the phase here is that, that it's really a, a burning platform the company is on. It's actually very close to bankruptcy and things like that. So they desperately had to do something. They were losing money every day, a lot of money here. So, so they desperately had to do something and they got a new young CEO coming in. And one of the things was to actually uh, outsource their, all their operations so they could focus on other things in their business. So, they were, so that was the, the first phase where they were desperate had to do something. And then they teamed up with, with Flextronics, a huge equipment manufacturer that, of course, is doing production for many other companies. So, so that was a phase where they consolidated and they learned a lot about operational excellence and things like that. But then later on, there was actually some disagreement between the development of, of Lego and, and Flextronics. So the last phase, they actually decided to go to, to, to split and go away. They agreed on both going away from the contract. So you can say you can say in the in in the beginning they were forced to do it, but then they actually managed to change the ship and get uh, get um, uh, earn money again, and and then in the in the end they 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 decided to to take back what they had outsourced. So so you can say what is interesting here is also that it was two relatively large and experienced companies that make a ten year contract. It was a ten year contract, but they actually agree both of them that after three years, they should actually uh, drop the contract and go back to where they were. So you can say in, in some sense, it's, it's, uh, you can discuss was it a failure or, or what, because, because uh, the contract was not lasting as they, they planned. So that is basically, you can say, the three highlights or the three phases of the case here. And one of the things you've, you've mentioned already is the, the length that this case covers. And you cite interviews with Lego management across 2004 and, and 2008. This is really interesting. How did the long-term relationship uh, develop between you, your co-authors, and, and Lego 
was this planned or was this kind of a natural organic uh, evolution of a conversation? Because that's kind of rare to have that kind of access over that amount of time. And I would say we actually have an ongoing relationship with, with Lego. Lego is one of the companies that respect the academic world in the sense that they know they need some inputs from also from the academic world. So we have uh, we have had many, many research projects with them over the years. I also have a PhD student today that is working on a project in Lego. So 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 you can say we have we have been in discussion with them. Some of and and some of the uh, managers of Lego is giving talks in our educations and even presenting sometimes this case. Uh, uh, Lego managers themselves in our in our classes, so it's coming out of that, and in that sense, you can say it's more organically because it's 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 an spin off of of the ongoing relationship we have uh, with the company. And it sounds like there's kind of a win win on both sides. Lego gets uh, your expertise and your co authors' expertise, and you have this access and ability to write a case that then they get to use as well. So that's that's really cool that you've been able to develop that. Let's dive back into the to the case a little bit. The case notes that two of Lego's competitors, Hasbro and Mattel, really took di- a different path. One with outsourcing offshore, and the other with keeping its offshore production, you know, kind of in house. You know, could you talk about Lego's strategy and what they decided to do, and the differences in the approaches that are really talked about in the case? Yeah. So, so you can say. Uh, uh... The key thing with Lego is, uh, but it was actually something they learned also along this journey, was that that for them, flexibility is extremely important. So in all, in all parts of the organization, it means also the production part, which is very much the focus of, of the case here. So, so they need to be extremely flexible because uh, you can say two-thirds of, 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 of their sales is in the fourth quarter of the year. We talk about mm-hmm. Christmas sales, of course. So, so, so that is where 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 parents buy Lego uh, boxes to 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 their kids. Which means that the the later they can f- they can fix the production, the the better they can for- foresee what will be a hit for Christmas, so to say, uh, and and things like that. It so so therefore all uh, the whole way they have built it is to have as much flexibility as possible. And it also means in terms of location of their uh, production facilities. So they have it in Mexico, which is, you can say, low cost, but still close to US. They have it in, in the Czech Republic, which is low cost, but still close to, to, to the markets in Germany and France and, and things like that. So while the others, they were, you can say, they were more often p- placing big production in in China because it's cheaper, it's still cheaper there. But they and then they were shipping it from China to to their main markets. Today, of course, Lego also have production in China, but it's only to serve the Chinese market, so to say. Uh-huh. It's not it is not to to ship it to other markets. And you you just mentioned China there, um, and and the way that Lego's been able to pivot and find opportunities and 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 chase different opportunities. You know, is there a chance, you know, given so much is changing in the world and even given the last six to eight months, a lot more continues to change. You know, is there any chance that you're going to be doing a, a follow up on this case uh, with the challenges that we're seeing now and how Lego's managing to pivot and evolve now? What, what do you think there? I think I think, of course, this this was this whole whole outsourcing journey with Flextronics 
was really an eye opener for 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 Lego themselves. They they didn't know so much about operational excellence, how to run uh, the production. They were much more focused on designing new uh, Lego boxes, and they did they they didn't know the cost of too much complexity and the need for standardization, the need for documentation, and things like that. So all that they learned from this. And you can say they have since then they have continued. They really have gone much further than what we describe in the case. And and you can say some of the things they do today is that they actually work on having a digital twin of everything they do. So they have a so nowadays they are getting closer and closer to have a a, a digital copy of of their physical production. So they can do all kind of experimentation. In, in the digital world and, and, and things like that before they do it physically and things like that. And when you say, will we get a follow-up case, we might do that. That's actually one of the projects we work with Lego on today. So 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 it's my it's it's possible that we will we, we can do a follow-up case because they have moved a lot since then. That'd be so cool to see the the evolution and the things that they learned, you know, many years ago, informing them today. That's, that's so great to hear. And, and again, speaks to that relationship that you've built and the openness that they've got. I want to talk about the openness and their ability to share as an organization. You know, you talked about some challenging things in, in the conversation that you've had and in the case was it hard to convince them to speak about and be transparent about failures, or was this really part of their culture as an organization to be able to do that? You're right. One of the interesting things about this case is actually it's about a failure. Most other cases is about successes and, and things like that, because, of course, that's what companies like to talk about, how they like to promote themselves. Um, I would say, of course, this company, I think they also respect the academic world, as I say, so they are they are open, but but there's also a limit to here. There were things we were not allowed to write here also when we were getting too close to them. But of course, they had to accept uh, this case and they have they have fully accepted every word in this case. Uh, and but there was a few things we had to change. But it's basically also because we have this ongoing trustful relationship with them, I, I, I have to say. Do you have any other advice for somebody new to case writing or maybe going through this where there, there's a lot of back and forth with a company and a company's maybe not sure about releasing information? What advice do you have for an author or a writer to help smooth that process to get the openness and get that final case that shows maybe some challenging topics in it? What, what do you think? Of course, it's a, a part of it is to have this um um, you can say a trustful relationship with them. So, so it's it's a, it's hard to come in from scratch and say now you have to open up and and give tell us all about all your problems and and uh, and and, and things like that. So it's a it's a give and take relationship. And another another suggestion is you can say what companies very often focus a lot on is students. It's not necessarily us as academics. You can say. Is also us as academics, but but they're actually with the cases much more interested in getting exposed to our students because they have mm -hmm. to require require our students and in um, in the future. So 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 you can say this about that that getting that that you get uh, uh, promoted and exposed to our students, and of course the students like to have a, a, not a not a, a glory picture, but a, mm -hmm. actually a. a 
a real picture of of how life is and 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 things like that. So so it's 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 so so taking a little bit, you can say the students' perspective also here because they're very keen on on having a good uh, reputation among the students. Yeah, and I think going back to your point, I think when a company is authentic and tells the truth, that's kind of endearing to a student or to a reader. They recognize that what they're really being truthful here is not just a fluff piece, which as a case never works out. <laughs> People can can sense that and see that oh, maybe there's more to this that's not being told. So the honesty and, and candor within the cases is important. Uh, the case has been live for a number of years now, and you've uh, taught it probably dozens and dozens of times. Have there been any surprises that you've come across when teaching it uh, over the years? Any challenges, things that you, you know, perspectives that you never thought of or approaches that you haven't thought of? Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. I, I, I think I think actually my what I mostly have been uh, surprised about I'm te- been teaching this case in many different countries uh, uh, all over the world. It's actually how how students get engaged in it because of the product of Lego. Everybody can relate to these Lego breaks. Everybody has a has a, a, a childhood or something like that where they know. So so it's more so it's not more students engagement because they. They know the product. They have a sympathy for the product and and, and things like that. So so it's 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 more that that have have uh, surprised me. I'm not sure there's so much uh, um, of the case. I think I think the case is is actually quite straightforward, and most students actually get uh, get the main point of the case. Uh, this that uh, that what you can say. The big question when I I teach, of course, is why do they actually decide to go to split and and, and go away? And 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 most students actually get that point when they read the case, and 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 you can say deeper or or, or on a more su- superficial level. So 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 it's not that I'm I'm being so much surprised about a different perspective, but it's more the engagement mm. when discussing the case. And I, a point that we should follow up on is that this is a brand that is truly global. So many of the students across generations have grown up. With this brand, played with the toy. I know myself growing up with them, and uh, my daughter, who's ten now, has the new evolved uh, Lego sets and 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 how they work with that. It must be really neat to see the excitement of students being able to, you know, really recall the brand, and and it's easily accessible, like you said. Was that part of your thinking? when you decided to write the case, that this was a brand that everybody knew? Was that part of the calculus in writing the case? Yeah, I would say so. I've been writing a number of cases with different co-authors, and clearly, clearly those cases that are doing best, and both in my own teaching and even uh, selling best and things like that, those are the more well-known brands like uh, Lego, Carlsberg, Eco Shoes, and 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 things like that. So clearly, this was also part of the strategy here. Yep, and we're we're seeing that you know recognition of the brand and of the product that that brand produces. Uh, so it's not at all surprising to hear your comments about that. Uh, I want to take the time to thank you for joining us and talking about the experience of, of writing, uh, of teaching the case, of your continued work with the company is such a great example for others to try to follow us to not just develop a one-time relationship, but, you know, see them through what's now almost, gosh, 15 years for, uh, for you working with, uh, with Lego. Do you have any other, you know, parting thoughts for authors, any hot tips about writing and, uh, and how to approach case writing? The way I usually start a case is trying to, to understand 
what is the dilemma here? So for me, it's very much about finding a dilemma you can build up in class. And here, of course, the dilemma is why do they actually decide in the end to a contract that seems successful, they are praising in the beginning, why do they actually uh, uh, go go apart uh, 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 after some time here? So, so, so for me, a case always starts with under, trying to understand what is a dilemma you can, and then you build, uh, of course, a lot of, of, of uh, insights uh, around that. So, so, so you can you can maybe split the group in class by saying, okay, you are you are argue for that, and you argue for that, and in this case, there's one group that is legal, there's one group that is flexonics here, and and and, and things like that. So, so the, the the dilemma where you have to put yourself in in the minds of the manager. This is, is the key for me for writing a case. And there need to be a very good dilemma in order to be able to write a, a good case. Yeah, different perspectives, different opportunities, different frames of view that a student uh, can attack or different groups can attack. This has been a great conversation. And I, I thank you for again for joining us. And I look forward to seeing your, your next case about <laughs> Lego and seeing that go back and, and tie to the learnings from the first one. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks a lot. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to Decision Point on Spotify or wherever you listen. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to cases, resources, and more. Have any feedback? Send us an email at cases at iv.ca.